and welcome to another edition of Shop Talk with Troy Anderson, Peter Sermon, Mary Feller, and Dana Marie. Hi guys. Hi, how are you doing? Welcome everyone, we're back at Shop Talk here. Uh, This is Troy E. Anderson, and actually I'm recording in Levi Lyon Pride Music's car. Yay! LPM HQ, so... I mean, I'm with some people right now as we're talking, and we're avoiding hitting people. Uh, it's awesome. It's awesome on the road, making a, a true broadcast live, recorded, pre-recorded for everyone to enjoy. Peter, I believe you have a guest tonight that you would like to introduce. Yes, Troy, absolutely right. Well, first of all, thank you very much, uh, Mary Feller, uh, Troy Anderson, E. Anderson, I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, Dana Marie, uh, right here next to me, uh, beautiful uh, lady, uh, inside, outside, and uh, great vocalist and pianist and musician, and uh, great mother also, if I can say uh, a little bit of personal stuff. So, and uh, uh, let's start with uh, Dana, you know, so Dana, say hello to everybody, please. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is a pleasure. you. Very good. So I'm going to ask with the first question for Dana Marie. And uh, as we always do, we always ask like, uh, when did you start playing instrument and in what age? So that would be a question for Dana Marie. Okay. Well, I was five and it was piano. My great uh, grandmother passed away and we inherited quite a number of uh, interesting things and one of them being her piano, her organ as well and I just I just took to it. I remember, um, you know, the second my hands hit the keys, I felt like I'd been playing for years and years uh, beyond myself. So uh, that's when it started. That's awesome. That is really Very cool. Good. And if I can ask another question for Dana. What was your inspiration back then when you were five years old? Uh, did you have any bands, any artists, uh, any anything that would you would remember that that would be like, oh my God, like this is what I really want to do and this is why I want to do You know, it's interesting. Um, so growing up, I'm, I'm a preacher's daughter and uh, it was a very strict household that, that we, we had we grew up in. And so I, I didn't have the luxury of, of listening to a lot of the music that a lot of kids did. Um, you know, it was mostly gospel, you know, mostly church music. So it, it had a spiritual connection for me, um, in number one. However, it was also a challenge because when I did get to listen to, say, Black Sabbath, my friends walk in, you know, I remember those riffs and I would go home and then play it on piano. I was already doing theory and didn't even realize it, you know, and, and my folks had no idea what I was what I was actually playing. So, so yeah, it was an interesting uh, roundabout way, but we get the music done, so... Okay, so that, that tells me that if you're listening to uh, Black Sabbath or uh-huh. uh, 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 gospel music in church, that organ and was day to day. Organ, organ was big. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a big part of your uh, uh, life at that point. So tell us a little bit about the uh, organ sounds or or piano sounds. Yeah, I well, you know, like I said, my father was. Um, a minister, and so I did play at church and, and quite a few events uh, a little bit. Um, had to be very careful, like I said, of that theory trying to creep in and, and get too jazzy on the keys. But um, but yeah, it was it was uh, I was you know definitely playing quite a bit. You know, already put to work when I was young. So very good. So now, Mary uh, or Troy, any questions uh, uh, from 
you guys uh, regarding to what Dana was saying, please go ahead. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll, answer, I'll ask the first question to her. Um, I was wondering about when you were growing up, when you are a little older, um, did you have any problems because of being a preacher's daughter, going to shows or going to activities where you were getting in trouble or do you find anything unusual in that respect? It was a challenge. It was a challenge. And even when I, you know, moved up to Hollywood with my dreams in a, in a suitcase, um, it was, it was, you know, it was a challenge. You know, you have to fight for those dreams and sometimes on your own. Um, but, you know, to, for me personally, you know, that is that is my spiritual connection, you know, you know, God speaks to me through music, he get, he responds to my pain with, here you go, there's a song for that, you know, and, and I just, you know, therefore share it, you know, in various ways, so. So a follow-up question, so basically your family supported you for, for going into music, or into art? You know what, it, it took a minute, but you know, once, once they realized that it, it, it is all in that love, you know, uh, awesome. yeah, it's, it's quite apparent. That is really cool, I, mean, I think most artists get that a great support, and I think that's a, a great ha uh, additive uh, when you're trying to be an artist is to have that family support. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. I totally agree with what uh, Dana is saying and what you are saying, because uh, uh, I've gone through the same stuff when I was uh, growing up, you know, and my, my parents, they supported me, you know, to play any instrument I really wanted in, in the same age, you know, roughly like when I was six, seven, eight years old. Uh, and I started when I was three on piano. Uh, so, but uh, that's uh, that that's very awesome, you know, when parents are actually supporting child. And this is going to all our listeners and parents and uh, children that pick up instrument that you like, that you are uh, uh, attracted to, uh, because what you hear is very important into your ears, uh, in your ears to. To understand uh, the, the sound and the notes, and then take it from there. So this is a little bit more kind of like a, a, a theory, uh, kind of like a preaching or lesson, I would say. Uh, but it's very important. So to all, all our listeners, just uh, uh, let your uh, children play whatever uh, instrument they like to play. Don't force them to play piano, violin, or do this and this and that. You know, it will never fly let them pick and choose right Dana exactly I'd like to add to that also um, it's a wonderful opportunity to learn with your children if you're not already playing an instrument it brings it, it brings you both to a level that that's your own little world and, um, and a wonderful outlet for both of you as well in fact one of my um, one of my first students, actually, I acquired was I was about 10 years old I played a recital at my um, at my grade school and one of the other teachers, you know, came up to me just, just really emotional after the performance and saying how much he would love to learn. And I said, well, let's get you started. And, it, and he was shocked, but he, he actually did, you know, um, take me up on the offer. And I think it's just great. Uh, Mary, did you have a, a question? You took my question. Oh, <laughs> that was an easy one. Well, I was going to ask about the support of parents because, I mean, I grew up in a very religious family. And, I mean, I hung around with kids that they were the preacher's kids. And some of them wouldn't have been very supportive of any genre of music other than, you know, inspirational. Okay. Yeah. 
and then that was the case for myself for a very long time too and I did rebel I went through my you know my, my dark period and everything but you know that's that's required it of course in the in the aspects of coming full circle I, I, I suppose but uh, but yeah you know all that in the journey you know leads to you know the story and, and the proof of love that shows up no matter what and that's what happens and that's really good yeah, that's awesome. I was going to do a follow-up on that, just 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 to overall shoot the question down a little bit. Is that we're in the corona time, and I think mm-hmm. if you're a kid or you're growing up or a teenager, and you get that support from the family, uh, I think that's going to help. Because a lot of people I, I've been hearing are are doing bad things in the sense that yeah. they're getting really depressed and get a lot of these suicidal scenarios. And I think that people need to have more hope in this world. I think music is a very helpful thing, and hopefully. If anything we can do when we're isolated is to find an outlet and maybe music will be that. It is healing, you know, and, and yes, when you think is. about it, this this whole summer, I mean, this whole time period, folks haven't had concerts to be able to go to, to fill their spirits, you know, and, and, and inspire themselves and, and, and just to engage with each other. They haven't had that. And you can right. feel it. You can feel the spirits. And the, I, I'm, I literally, I'm, I'm ready to put some groups together and start, like, you remember flash mobs back in the day when, when they would go, well, we have distancing, but, but do, like, flash gospel fires, you know, singing clean, you know, or guns mm-hmm. and roses, whatever. Just to just to to let people know we're here. No. So, are you actually uh, trying to do things in LA? I know that the restrictions are are, are terrible. Oh, it's been tough. You said just recently you can go outside now and, and have right. coffee and some food or something. I don't know. It, it has been like a ghost town, but they just recently opened up this week. Um, so yeah. there, there has been a little more traffic out there. Um, but it's it's been really tough to try to figure out the footwork, um, you know, amidst all these restrictions. Honestly, um, you know, down here in L.A., what they did is they opened up the restaurants with the outside seating in the streets, which is, which is hysterical to me. Um, you know, here's, here's a side of carbon monoxide with your burger, but anyway. I, I yeah. really am trying to push also, um, you know, get it to the rooftops. Get bands on the rooftops just playing for the community, playing for the neighborhood. Just here you go, you know, and um, like the Beatles did, you know, and, and so many back in the day. Um, you know, so that's something that, uh, you know, uh, structural um, improvements might be in order for some places. But, hey, you know. Be, well, I know that a lot of people, they like to occasionally go to the park and play music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe... Maybe the beach too. I don't know. I mean, it's LA, so right. But you know, but there is something just inspiring when when you have a group of people who came together, who who are there for you. You know, and you know, it's the whole. You know, my one of one of my favorite sayings is uh, that God shows up when you show up for another person with another person, and and that's that's really inspiring when you see that. Um, Are you one of those artists where you want to save your city? You want to save your location? You want to save your region? Because I know. Oh, I hear a lot of talk of people moving out of L.A. I, yeah. so, you know, I mean, are you trying to be a savior of your own town? No, absolutely. The angel absolutely. of an angel, I guess. Where I, I live, <laughs> yep, you, you betcha. Let me tell you something. Here in Long Beach, um, is, especially, you know, and I live in um, uh, Alameda Beach, was, you know, very, very strong artist community. I mean, it's right, just, right. It's where artists, were, you know, we're still thriving, thank, thank goodness, amidst all this chaos. Um, and it's the most diverse city in the world, you know, when right. you comes to culturally, um, you know, the just just the people that, and their stories, you know, and that have come here, you know, so that they can you know, live in that live in that artistic freedom. So yeah, yeah, I definitely want to keep good, that going. Good, good, good. <laughs> for, for a little off topic, I guess in a way, 
if if you did organize, I think would I would definitely bring you back on Shop Top, but maybe a few other interviews. I would love to see artists really working together in their own community, trying to save their own their own cities, their own communities. Yeah. Because I know a lot of artists are we're, we're going to be moving around trying to find all these different places that are open. Right. But it's going to be it's going to be tough. Right. Well, you know, in fact, I, I'm not sure if it, it was Seattle where I first met you when I was up with um, with the uh, environmental, uh, you know, activism and, and stuff back in the day. But, you know, you name it, you know, if it's a cause that, you know, I'm, I'm the first one to show up, you know, uh, always and uh, and lead the way if, if need be. Um, so, yeah, we definitely have a lot to talk about <laughs> you know, in that regard. Also, I think Peter probably has a little more about your history that he probably wants to dig into mm-hmm. and, and get everyone, uh, the listeners to understand where you've been and, and how you've uh, came through with this. Yeah. Here? Ah, uh, yes. Myself? Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm always a very uh, positive person uh, as far as, you know, whatever we've gone through. Uh, unfortunately, in 2020, whatever happened uh, with COVID-19, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, I, I'm hoping, uh, I know it's going to get better, but we don't know, we don't have a key you know, to open the door and say when, you know, we're going to open the door, you know, so we just have to kind of like uh, see what's going to happen because uh, every day, every month, everything is changing, you know, so it's hard to predict and say what's going to happen. But I'm very positive and, you know, like uh, like you were asking the question for Dana, uh, as far as our uh, city of Los Angeles or Long Beach, you know, uh, or here in Southern California, uh-huh. any towns, any cities, you know, like, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a great supporter of uh, local music uh, uh, and also, uh, uh, you know, uh, national acts or international acts that we haven't been able to see, you know, uh, throughout 2020. And uh, if you remember, like, NAM 2021 uh, was canceled for the first yeah. time. So that was a, a kind of... A, for me personally, because I'm a member and artist, uh, that was kind of hard for me to deal with it because I, I've been there, you know, every year for so many years. So, you know, but, uh, you know, yeah. keeping positive, you know, and a positive energy, like, okay, uh, well, at some point, this is going to get better and uh, we're going to be back in the, uh, on the track. So, and personally and professionally right now, I'll tell you guys, from my, my end, and, and I, know, I know I'm just a host of a show, but... I'm hanging out with Levi here. He's getting some burgers, and LPM has been working with Hempfest for years. And I think we're the only ones that can organize right now in Seattle. Seattle is decimated. I mean, wow, decimated when it comes to venues. We we're probably about ninety percent gone. Damn. And so the only way to bring it back is, I think, it's going to be through me and Levi and a few organizers from Hempfest and a few other people, maybe KSW or a local FM station. I don't know. We're going to have to figure it out, and I'm going to work with him tonight, and we're going to have a barbecue, and we're going to start planning ways to save music. Yeah. I think, not as this an interview for you, but I think this is a starting point to tell the community, you know, it's time to save each other as musicians, as yeah. artists. Exactly. The people are becoming spiritually malnourished as a result. You know, there's yes, time to organize and plan, because we know in three to four months things are going to open up a little bit more. We don't know how much we have a good feeling that will happen. Yeah. So by, by July and August, I'm hopeful, I'm very hopeful things will start to pick up. Yeah, as, as long as we, we keep nudging. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Nudging yes. Exactly, now. I'm, gonna start I'm not trying to open there. the gates, I'm just saying I, I can feel the gates rattling, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and I'm going to step in for a second, you know, speaking of uh, July, you know, I was uh, invited to play uh, 
a bargain in Germany? And I mm -hmm. said yes, but there only go. God knows if I really, if I, if I'm really gone. You know, right, right, so right. you know, uh, it, it is, it is, it is so up and down right now. So we cannot really yeah. even tell. You know, so like we were saying, like uh, hopefully it's going to open up by July or you know August. You know, well, maybe we need support units, Peter. <laughs> we need you and me. This whole shop talk thing. It's all about supporting other artists. You know, saying, hey, hey, I know you're in the same boat as we are. It will open. It will open. We just don't know when. Well, just see, if I may um, interject, you know, that's where I was saying with, uh, you know, taking it to the rooftops, you know, like they did back yeah, there. Yeah, there you go. Because you got your distance covered, you know what I mean? So, right, so we're not right, right. crossing any lines there, and everybody can still benefit from it. So, right. you know, things like that, where it's saying, say, hey, you know, March 27th, we're going to be on the rooftops, we're here no matter what. And that also gives people something to look forward to, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. Oh, I guess Mary, do you have a question for Dan Marie? Oh, no, I was just saying, I was agreeing with what she was talking about. Um, I was yeah. talking with a band recently in Italy, and one of the um, guys, just because he has nothing else to do at the time, he'll go out onto his balcony and start playing for his neighbors. Yep, I love it. Right. Love, love it, it, too. Yeah, well, actually, fourth, fourth Fridays, have you seen our retro row over by where I live uh, down here in Melanie's Beach? Um, you know, you, fourth Fridays was always, you know, kind of like a farmer's market. You know, they closed down the streets. You know, kids, you know, families all, all together walking music. And, you know, that, of course, all was shut down with the lockdown. Um, well, uh, I'm not sure how they, how they swung it, but a couple of the local bands just set up literally in the middle of the street in the center divider you know mm -hmm. where, where it's, and and they're then they're able to do it you know because they have you say la where was that at exactly? long beach uh, and retro row uh fourth, okay, fourth okay. street fourth fridays yeah and so they're still wow. doing it now it's it's very dangerous of course because you have some cars you know flying by just inches away from, oh, I imagine, but yeah. hey it's a risk we take for music so yeah and it's a day thing they're doing or a night thing they're doing a dead night yeah that oh dead night okay yeah. Yeah, but uh, uh, referring to or saying something about what Mary was saying in Italy, streets are so narrow. If you guys, if you're that's true. Italy, it's not like normal you know, cars. So. Yeah. So you can actually see us. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah. Exactly. Cars are like small uh, cars. Boys. Yeah. So, but or you scooter. can literally be on uh, your balcony, like Mary was saying, right. play. You know, just acoustic guitar with no amp, no microphone, yeah. and just sing to it. You know just of uh, acoustic guitar and uh, just a, a vocal and everybody's gonna hear you because it's kind of yeah. like uh, the, the acoustic uh, between the, the buildings you know so we're talking three four five story buildings you know apartment buildings whatever you know so it's very narrow so it flies now versus to what Dana was mentioning you know uh, what uh, they doing on 4th Street here in Long Beach you know the same thing is happening for instance in Seal Beach which, which is probably from that uh, uh, map uh, as I'm looking at it probably like two, three miles. What they were doing uh, on lockdown, they would take a truck and they would uh, put yeah. piano or uh, keyboard yeah. on truck, you know, big ass, big, big ass fucking truck, you know, so, you know, pickup truck. And uh, there would be pianists. Uh, <laughs> one, of, one of my pianists, Donnie Singer, and we had him on uh, Shop Dog, if you remember, like a few months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So he was one of them, you know, that uh, somebody was actually set up pickup truck with grand piano and he would just be, you know, no amp, 
no microphone, he would be playing piano and singing in the middle of the parking lot and people would be social distance, you know, standing right there and no freaking problems. That was in uh, uh, Seal Beach, right by the ocean, by the pier. Yeah, you know, the uh, oh, yeah. Seal Beach pier. So, uh, and yeah. you know, that's that's how they were doing, you know, at least something, you know. And so. That is Orange County, though. It's a different jurisdiction. Yeah, they have yeah. a little yeah. more. Yeah, Seal oh, Beach. Oh, that, that's that's also a question. I mean, if we're going to do this, is similar to what I did with Stephen Unger saying what we were going to do get like trucks and eventually have musical instruments hired. Dana Marie, what instruments do you play regularly now? Would you think that'd be something you would do? Would you like to go out to the wilderness of society and actually just play? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's, Would it that's be like keyboards, uh, piano, yeah. singing? What we're we talking about here? You know, um, it's, it's funny because the, uh, the art theater is is right over, yeah. over the, uh, on Retro Road where I, where I live too. And okay. you know, for night, I did I did just that. Just I just just sat up in front by myself in front of the art theater and, and just started playing on my pignos and and you know it was just a couple of songs you know and there was just a few people yeah. showing up. But if you make it a thing, you know what I mean, then then. You're making a stand in a way too. Yeah. yeah. You're making a statement, right? Right. Yeah, it's that important. Yeah, it's that we're here. Yeah, it's that important. Yeah. Even though you're making a spectacle of yourself, it's actually a good spectacle. I, you know what? I, I, I don't mind making a spectacle. <laughs> I don't mind either. I'm an artist. I think we all we don't mind making spectacles. I'm just saying yes, yeah. negativity. I, mean, I think it's important that that they, people recognize that there's still there's still hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. people hope. You know? Well, you know what they've done over in um, Bisbee, Arizona, is they get like a, a trailer and they pull it with a pickup truck, and they have there an is. entire band on the trailer, amps, mics, everything. This is so and then they just girls, drive just through town. back. You know what yes. I, I had the idea yes. of doing with um, with like boxcars, you know, for mm-hmm. the uh, oh nice for the big ones. Uh, because there's so many artists here as well, and I, I think it, it dawned on me, what about we set up the band? I'm actually with a, a band uh, right now called the Ecto Funk Band, um, yeah. performing as Avery Castles, and I said, what if we got the band up on top of Boxcar, and then had oh. the, inside, the inside like a little gallery for whatever artists. And being in LA, maybe you can talk yeah. to some of the sisters to bring their cameras out and videotape yep. it, right? Yep. Oh, there you go. Yep. The wheels you are still got steamsters. I don't get those types of people still nowadays in LA, but I figure yeah. you still got a paparazzi somewhere right. hiding right. in their little cubbies. Yeah, <laughs> and you can cover the, the distancing because you don't only have so many people, you know, walk through. Uh, yeah, this, the proper at the time. So yeah, but uh, let me tell you something, guys, about cameras in LA. You know, uh, <laughs> no, seriously. Tell us, tell us seriously. Like, uh, okay, like uh, 15 years ago or so, uh, we had a filming studio down in Huntington Beach, yes, uh, which is not that far from here from me. And uh, we're doing uh, uh, on location uh, uh, filming, which means like going to different uh, uh, clubs in LA, uh, especially uh, uh, LA County or even Orange County. Mm-hmm. Or we were doing. Music videos, uh, 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 like music video clips, uh, in uh, our uh, filming studio, which was uh, obviously private. Now, wow. uh, uh, if we're going on location, means like any club, any bar, any restaurant, uh, any uh, kind of event, venue, whatever you name it, which means like public place, we would have to have a permission to actually uh, film. Okay. You know, okay, okay. so that's LA. You know, so 
you actually have well, just a waiver, like you just had a, 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 a city hall. manager get out, like a, like a little, little waiver form, and you just sign a waiver form. Good, yeah. It's like that. Just waiver, right? It's just a waiver, right, Peter? It's a permit. It's a waiver. It's well, a permit. the permit would be a waiver, would that be a, a permission yeah. or a waiver? Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be a permit. You're doing it, but you can waiver it to the person that are actually going to be in the film, right? Liability. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so you're signing something or whatever, signing your your permission to doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly, and it was uh, mainly yeah. for uh, liability, like they not mentioned, and uh, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. you know, privacy issues, you know, that some people, you, you don't know who's going to show up in uh, LA clubs, you know. Oh, no, 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 yeah, you know, so, true. and they don't want to be in video, you know, because they, right. yeah, so, you know, that that's why LA was really strict, and this is, you know, we gone back like 10, 15 years ago, so. It sounds like a common thing with LA, I guess, in a way, that's, that's yeah. just how it is. I mean, I mean, I, I'm not from there, my uncle and aunt, Bless their, their, their dead souls. Um, right in Reno. <laughs> used to live in Burbank. Uh, I used to go there a lot. I, I actually know your city pretty well, but I don't know about, as well in the last 10 years because I haven't been to LA that long. So, yeah. Wow. And I'm not, not really sure if it's gone either one way or the other because what I've heard is just the restrictions have been just because of COVID. I haven't heard anything about the legal aspect of the camera work, but that could be something we have to, to work on if we want to do some kind of project in LA. That would be important to have. I mean, right. to have a, a save the music community. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we would we'd have to organize and have to, to do all those steps to make it happen. Not you a know. problem. Yep. Yeah, worth doing that. I mean, I think I think we we we've done it here before for other issues for our, our activities here in Washington uh, for a lot of different stuff. But I think I think that'd be worth it. I mean, honestly, I think people are dying to to, to you know. Up for, you know, for, for something, you know what I mean? It's going to take a little work, but I think it's worth it, you know, I mean, because yeah. people need it, need the music. We need it's, music. It's absolutely true, exactly. you know. Yeah. And I, like I said, I've been in, um, you know, activism for, you know, various, you know, philanthropic um, causes. Yeah. That, you know, people care, you know, people really, really do. And yeah. people, people know they need it, you know, they, and, um, and yeah, you know, give them, give them a chance and, you know, they'll be right there, so. Well, let's talk more about you, because I know that Peter had a whole bunch of things he wanted to talk about, and we kind of went yeah. a little bit sidetrack on, on the COVID. How about, how did you get started in music, and what, what, what drives you about music in general? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, like I said, you know, there's a spiritual connection for me. Um, and and what, I, what I realized as is, is a kid, um, you know, when I started composing, was that well it started actually i was i was a kid under an umbrella out in the rain and and i just was just listening to the pitter patter the, the raindrops and there you go there's a melody but what i realized was that um you know the divine spoke to me through music right whatever pain i was feeling whatever i was going through there was a song for that there was a movement to answer that you know, i drove you yes yes that inspired and, you yeah, yeah, and it, and it was just it was just it's just always been a matter of finding that and and that that then becomes your story, you know. And uh, I, I I was really inspired by Danny Elfman was was my idol, you know, as a kid. Wow. Um, and uh, just because it was just enigmatic and and, and just wrap you, you know, in this uh, you know atmosphere of, of a story. And and so I became really you know caught up in that. And that's that was my goal was really to do. Uh, you know, uh, and what kind of genre are we talking about here? Are we talking more kind of country uh, pop, uh, classic uh, rock? You know, it's interesting. I, um, okay, um, 
I started, I was classically trained, uh, of course, and, and, and taught as such. Um, you know, jazz theory, I actually played jazz up in LA for a bit as well. However, um, I really do uh, compose and write in every single genre. Um, you know, you name it, because because of the classical roots. Um, you know, it can go in any direction, you know, from, from right, right. Or depending on depending on the attitude, depending on the feel, um, and what you want to inspire. And so I've, I've got quite a few, uh, you know, fun pop songs, you know, that I'm going to be recording on my solo album. Um, really? Currently, yeah, currently what I'm with the Ecto-Funk band. Um, I'm not sure if anybody caught that before. What are they like? What, what kind of genre are we talking about? What, what, what's the, so it's what's the history of it all? Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, you know, we like to say, yeah. you know, what happened to blues in the 70s? Well, it turned that ground upside down and turned into funk. And that is, we're really riding that wave, um, you wow. know, in, in regards to reminding folks that, yes, you know, even in these times, you know, we, you still got to have fun. And uh, so, yeah, we've got a couple of videos out on YouTube, um, retro-synthesized with the last uh, uh, video that we So still a project you're working on? It's still kind of oh, yeah. fresh? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Ongoing. We actually started, you know, when the, when the lockdown uh, you know, happened. We're like, well, look, we got all the time in the world now. So you could be the uh, next Tom McDonald. Not saying that you're not male, but <laughs> you're female. But well, and I'm not. Uh, I'm general, you have a pronoun in the world. But you could be the next Tom McDonald or the Nova, I guess, in your own genre. I guess you're just didn't start it in the COVID yeah. times. Yeah. Why not? I mean, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I hope you do really well. I hope you do really well in the new stuff. And that's that's, really, that's really cool. And I hope you get it out there. And I think yes. we will. I think, Mary, can we spend some of our stuff? We've got to spend your stuff. So, uh, sure, oh, yeah. sure. I was going to mention one more thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. Mary. Uh, just for a second, because uh, uh, we were talking about the composition, you know, and how you yes. from all of the songs. You know, and I yes. really, really, uh, I would say, like, my really personal and professional opinion uh, towards this. Okay, and this is going to go... Uh, Toward what uh, Dana was talking about, that uh, yeah. when you compose the song, uh, right. when you write the song, it has to come out of some, either it's a happiness yeah. or sadness, some sort of emotions. And now, unfortunately, I'm going to say it unfortunately, in modern uh, era, and I would say like uh, probably seems like 1990s, it did start yeah. changing because back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and I am not mentioning any genre of music, you know, but I'm talking about the era of 50s, 60s, 70s, almost all the way up to 80s, uh, you know, it was kind of like a, like artist or band would compose the song the way they yeah. felt it, uh, the way, it, it, either they were sad or happy, like I said before. And uh, nowadays, unfortunately, like I said, it, it seems leaning toward more like record labels, yeah. you know, they, they tell you what to do. They say like, oh, you have a sad song, let's turn it to a happy song, or the other way around. And that's a problem, because in that case, uh, the band, or even solo artists, mm -hmm. you know, uh, singer-songwriter, whatever you call them, name them, you know, they're gonna be like, uh, like, oh my god, this is not the way I really wanted this song. This is not the way I wrote it. This is not the, the foundation of the song that I really meant it, you know. But record label will tell you like, hey, you know what? This is going to sell. We don't care how you, what you feel. So exactly. they're pretty much destroying and killing your feelings, you know. Because right. music is a is an art. Just like when you're a sculptor or you have a painter, you know, you have a musician. You know, we're trying to express our feelings. And that's the missing, huge missing part nowadays unfortunately in modern music industry and now uh, Dana wants to reply to what I'm saying yeah. well 
Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, yeah. Disadvantage is the power of the message of the song. Yes. Um, I, I, I'm a huge Beatles fan. That was the one rock band that my, my folks did listen to growing up. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know the story of Norwegian White, for instance. Norwegian oh, White. Sorry. If you Well, if you listen to the lyrics, it, may, it doesn't make any sense. You know, it, it really doesn't. The original lyrics were, knowing she would. And the studio said, nope, 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 it's too risque, it's too, it's, people are going to think things, and then they're going to feel things, and that's just too much, and we can't have it. So they had to rewrite the song and interject just whatever rhyme. What was the main reason why they wanted to change it? It was too titillating, they thought, for audiences at the time. You know, Risque in the sense that it was drawing yeah. too close to the, to yeah. the truth of the, of the point, yeah. and that truth but, was conflicted they, to them, or was it just too boggling? Yeah, the too, they too thought it was too in, in, insinuating and, and whatnot along sexual lines. But but the lyrics oh, really? okay. originally were really beautiful. Isn't it good knowing knowing she would? You know, and I don't know. It's just it, that's just the story I always remind myself of. You know. Well, I think you know, in, in the overall sense, freedom of an artist. You know, I'm a punk rocker and uh, I'm an independent, and so. I always tell people that if they're stuck in a record deal, advise themselves these two questions. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it to to uh, lose your freedom for yeah. a song? Yeah. Or is it more worth it to be independent and sell your song and release your song the way you want it? Exactly. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you have that choice as an exactly. artist. You, yeah. you have that choice. Right. So I'm just saying that. Just, just throw it out there. Just throw it out there. Because I think that art has to be thrown in an independent way, in my opinion, if it's real. If it's productively, you know, studio to studio, like, like Peter used to say, like, rock's a rock star, you know, kind of thing, you know, whatever they want, I yeah. think that's going to cause a dilemma between the art, the artist, and the actual song. So, yeah, and I, that's I, I hear with punk rock, too, and you know what? I want to see more of that. I want to see more artists standing up for, you know, their their... There are and saying say no, you know this. You know, happened. It's not worth the money if you're gonna lose your soul. The song's gonna lose this degree of of storytelling. Yeah, I mean, remember when Dave Chappelle walked from Comedy Central with all that money, and no, he was like, no. They walked away. Right. Oh man, you don't see that a lot. You know, you don't see that. Oh no, of course not. That's a lot of money. (laughs) Right, right. But you see, but 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 the power of the art form has that. Then you just put the value on it. You see, in in, in and of itself. Well, the power of money, right? Well, there, there, there you go. <laughs> right. But you know what? But but look at the look at the world we're living in now. You know what I mean? It's like you, you can talk yeah. about all, but but no, it's 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 really coming down to what's really important. I think folks are really really feeling that now. You know. I agree with you, and it's I think that that's little, that's basically how it should be. Is yeah. that people have to make those those tough decisions on their own right, but. But it is, it is what it is. So let me get back to Mary. Mary, do you have any more questions for, for, for our guests? I think we have 20 more minutes. No, every time I think of one, you ask it. Get out wow. of my mind, we, Troy. Do we got half my brain in your head? Yes, get out of my <laughs> mind, Troy. Oh, thanks, Mary. <laughs> so then I have a question for Mary, yes. if I may ask. Yes. Okay, so Mary, you are... Uh, 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 host of radio station, one of the best in the world, obviously, as we know. Uh, you are also band promoter. You are a manager. So tell us a little bit more uh, as far as uh, what you've done nowadays. Uh, I know last time we had a shop talk was probably uh, before Christmas or sometimes, but yeah, it seems like it was yesterday, but uh, it was uh, over a month ago or so. So 
tell us a little bit more about uh, yourself, if you will, please. Thank you. Um, well, I started playing piano when I was about eight. And at about ten, I switched and played guitar. In high school, I was in a band in Long Beach, actually. <laughs> and uh, we were just a little, you know, high school band. We just played for our friends. We didn't take anything serious because we were just having fun. And then about 13 years ago, um, I started meeting a lot of my local musicians in my area. And, you know, they'd call us up if they needed help getting equipment to a gig, loading in, loading out, whatever. And we would just go help them just because I love music and I've always loved it. And in, the, in, in 1980 is when I saw ZZ Top perform. And that just got me hooked, and I wanted to know how ZZ Top started in somebody's garage somewhere, and how did they get up on, you know, in front of tens of thousands of people? And, yeah, was, and by the way, Mel Melanie's coming to L.A. Remember we had a oh, talk yes. with Melanie, yes. the drummer of our Billy Gibbons? Mm -hmm. Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. So, in 2017, now every, every year or so, I would hear something that happened in the music industry, where, you know, a band got screwed over or whatever, and every year I would say the same thing. Somebody needs to fix it. Too many people are getting screwed over. It's They're making it too hard for, you know, bands starting off. Yeah. And in 2017, oh. I heard something else, and I don't remember what it was, and I looked at my husband, and I said, somebody, and I just stopped and thought about it. And I looked at him, and I said, you know what? All the kids are over 18. They're all out of the house. Nobody's going to try to fix the music industry, so I am. And we started Smoking Fire Productions, and in two weeks we went international. Um, I was managing a band in Brazil. They were my first band that contacted me, and it just kind of exploded. And then it was uh, two years awesome. ago, January, a friend of mine calls me. Now, I had met him when we had taken a couple bands out on tour, and we were in Colorado. And he was with an internet radio station, and he calls me, and he's like, have you ever thought about being a DJ on the radio? And I was like, nope. Never thought about it, never interested. He's like, you want to try it? And I thought for a minute, I was like, you know what? I said, can I play the music I want? Like, from all these bands that people don't know yet. And he was like, yeah, you can play whatever you want. And I'm like, I'm in. And I just got hooked on it, and... Most bands, they find me on Facebook, and they're like, hey, how can I get music on your show? I'm like, email it to me. That's all you got to do. That's what I'm saying. The spin. You can spin it there, Mary. Oh, you yeah. You can spin it. And then just... That's what I love about Mary. She can spin it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll play any yeah. genre. And then that, you got a, you got an Italian. And you know what's all about that? You got an Italian new hookup, right? You got a new outlet. You got a new show, right? Yeah. Um, I do a lot of interviews, live interviews, on my radio shows, and I interviewed uh, Carlo, who is the owner of Wormhole Death Records in Italy, and then I've interviewed, um, now we couldn't interview the band because they don't speak English, but their music is in English, so I interviewed oh, yeah. the band Flemp, their manager, because she speaks fun. English. Oh yeah, it was. That was a lot of fun. So I don't just interview bands, I'll interview and managers, labels, I've interviewed producers on my show yeah. because that kind of, it goes in with 
everything else goes with the music. You know, the thing about it is, Mary, I think you you really you really sparked a lot, not only for Shop Top, but also for, for a lot of artists. And I think that's what's needed now. We need to keep the music alive. Oh, and exactly. like I was saying with Levi, I'm going to definitely try to hub things with different uh, locations and spaces so we can get more stuff going. Uh, maybe even movie-wise, you know, like the thing called touring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we haven't done. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I'm uh, ready to go uh, out on a tour we, again. We've got about 10 more minutes. I want to I wanna get this last 10 minutes in for... Uh, our guest and see what her thoughts are. Mary, I I completely applaud you in that regard. And it just goes to show women really like to see a woman taking the take in charge, you know? It's it's really cool and uh, that's inspiring for me as well. Um, well most of the guest hosts I have besides Mary and Peter and me, we uh-huh. do some streaming and they're all females. I have yeah. Heather, she's doing a live streaming from uh, Salem in Oregon with her own YouTube, and I have another female artist, uh, metal type, uh, she goes by Judah Cake, <laughs> and she does this uh, metal mix job uh, in uh, Oregon as well, and I've been working with, her. my drummer's female, my producer's female, so like, there goes, we you get more females, it's like, all I got is females besides my guitar player, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, so well, I, I love, love supporting the women, you know, in this world, I think. Peter, do you think that's important? We got to support women. <laughs> yeah, we had a great talk. Right, Peter? <laughs> yeah, we had a great talk with uh, the Melanie Joe, uh, drummer mm-hmm. of uh, Bill Gibbons. Bill Gibbons, yeah. uh, 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 Killing Peoples. Uh, yes, Lisa, yes. Lisa Perry. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. So all these females are very uh, uh, powerful in what they've done. You know? And yeah. uh, I love it, you know, because yeah. Yeah, the, the, it, it's not about, you know, male or female. It's about no. you know, being equal, you know, the same level, you know. So you're good, you're good, you know. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're female or male. Shows, yeah. Right. Yeah, I go by Avery Castles. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, oh yeah, please mention it a thousand times before we get done. <laughs> how did you come? How did it come up with the name? How did the name come up? Okay, well, a, a long, a long time ago. Um, a long time ago. Well, no, um, kids were, you know, being a preacher's daughter, kids can be... She's only 14. Oh, okay. But, you know, the kids like to tease at school, and I remember one day I came home, and I was crying to my my grandmother about it, and she was making uh, banana bread, and she just said, oh, help me with this. She's like, I just keep every stone they throw at me, because I'm building a castle. And that was her logic. And, you know, like, you know, don't fret about it. You know, sticks and stones, whatever. I'm keeping every stone they throw at me. And and that just stuck. And that was a great way. And, and so already writing and composing it, I just, I really tur- just turned all of the bad or anything negative and just put it onto paper or put it, in, put it into, you know, the, the composition um, to answer that, you know, as an answer to it in music and, if you will. And so, you know, Avery, the, the paper company, I was looking at it. There you go, Avery Castles. That's what you turn it into. So that is beautiful. Yeah, okay, is. Before we end the show, before we end the show, I need to get get some uh, more insight for you. So, what would you say your inspirations, your goals? What is 2021 going for you? What, what's your What's your hopes? Well, just actually, you know, getting out there and doing a lot of the stuff that we talked about just now. Um, I actually have a you know, foundation that I'm, I'm starting myself to um, bring teaching, you know, into, into the home and what and whatnot. I get, you know, 
I love teaching. I, I really do. Uh, uh, children of all ages is, is what I say. And, um, you know, just, you know, kind of start, you know, a, 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 a network of healing through music. Oh, if you will. awesome, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, Peter, please don't lose her. I think we'd <laughs> like to know more about her, what her activities are. It sounds like she wants to save your region, right? Is that pretty much the case? You're definitely going to try to help the, the local community and try to keep the music alive. That's that's your kind of your new goal, I guess, for this year. Absolutely, you plans? absolutely sure. That's what we're doing here. And uh, awesome. Dana, uh, she's going to follow you some uh, uh, to Mary and you some uh, MP3s. You know, spin, uh, spin the music. Yes, so we, can yes. yes. we can play yeah. that radio. And, awesome. Uh, Dana Marie is a very well-respected uh, uh, artist, singer, songwriter, pianist, awesome. vocalist, uh, you know, so, I mean, that's all I would say about Dana, and I've known her for years, and uh, she's been in my studio uh, at some point on weekly basis. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, she ever wants to be a music activist to try to get this thing going in the summertime, I'm going to back her 100%. Oh, yeah, I'm going to Okay, five dollars, Troy. To my account. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh, you're well, over like nine hours. Back back Please put it back in music. Oh, five hours. Get the disco. Get the, the disco. The disco ball going. You know, let's get it going. You know, yeah. so. So let's, let's party it up. You know, let's get the music back. So. I'm at LPM's house at my Pride Music's house. So uh, I'll be setting off pretty soon. Uh, Mary, any uh, any last questions for our guests? Uh, no, but I just had one thing I wanted to bring up to let everybody know. Yeah. Um, the other day, I was contacted by the owner of Rock Addict Radio. And okay. No interview, just, hey, do you want to start doing shows on our station That's as right. well? Because I know some of the DJs on that station, and they tune into my shows like I tune into theirs. And awesome. I was telling them, look, you need to get her over here. So That's now great. I have. That's the fourth or the fifth station that I do. Yeah, you're you're definitely getting busy, Mary. Oh yeah, very busy. So if you could please let's spin some of these these great artists like our one we have now, uh, Dana. Yes, Mary. Oh yes, would love to have you spell it at least a couple of times. Find the uh, find the right songs you want to hear them to have them play, and uh, we'll play them, and I'll share them. That's what I do too. I do. I love love mass sharing everything. Uh, sometimes it's on Facebook, sometimes it's on other places, you know, yeah. but mostly I, I do Facebook a lot and I, I like to team up and, and keep things rolling with everyone, so I'm going to keep on rolling things here. Um, I don't know what else for a send-off. Uh, Mary, Peter, anything you guys want to say for we're done? I think we're about the 45-minute mark. I'm just going to say thank you to all listeners uh, worldwide for listening, and uh, I hope you guys uh, you have a uh, great 2021 year. Awesome. Stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> Mary, last words before we oh, send you off? Definitely. Everybody stay tuned because there's going to be a lot of things happening. That's right. Okay. At LPM Headquarters, a.k.a. Lion Pride Music, uh, we're a place I used to live at, this has been Shop Talk. And I hope everyone enjoys your your new year to come. We just started. And uh, we got it done right before the end of the, year, before the, end of the month. So it's kind of cool how that worked out. <laughs> so, Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Take care.